Hey y'all, welcome back to a Sunday, July 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Sports reporters who have indeed reassembled. Oh yeah, we're back after a week away. Um, the sports reporters on a Sunday, very, very glad to have both uh, Robert Silverman and Andrew Hammond back on this program. I know it's one of y'all's favorites each and every week here on the Chase Simmons Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, you can watch this show and uh, keep up with it on YouTube if you prefer to watch it. YouTube.com slash Chase Simmons Podcast. Like and subscribe. All that good stuff over there. Uh, we're available on every podcast player. So whether that's Apple, Spotify, um, Podbean, whatever, uh, the Chase Simmons Podcast is right there. So make sure you're locked in and subscribe because there is new content on this very feed every single day so uh, watch out for that um, every single day if you have not already done so uh, also happy birthday to my dad 61st birthday today on uh, here on a july 17th so glad i was able to see him and hang out family this weekend um when they came up to knoxville so that was fun all that good stuff um all right well you know, we have a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. We have Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, uh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, we have all kinds of fun stuff. The Warriors Dynasty with Andrew and Bob. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back. Sports reporters, we have indeed reassembled after a week away where I traveled to Atlanta for an engagement party, so we were not able to attend. I didn't like it. I, I don't like when we miss our weekly show because this is absolutely one of my favorites, and it was, it was sad. I, I, I did not uh, – it feels weird when I don't do this on Saturday mornings. I was worried that you – because you, you, you immediately transitioned into I don't like this. Mm. And no, I, I thought was, that was going. That seemed pretty clear to me. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> at first, I was like, "Oh God, this was you the breakup." Yeah, I got you all on here to do it publicly and dramatically. Oh God, yeah. that, no, that no, sounds no. terrible. That's, no, yeah, don't don't do that. No, that's not me. Um, but how Either is your... way? It's your fault. <laughs> Chase is Chase is fully engaged with this podcast. He's not giving back the collective content ring that we all gave him he's into the long haul the content ring i I was talking to somebody about this the other day it's like there's no i think it was uh staples from the athletic where you're just diehard k-state fan andy staples exactly um it's a it's a deal where you're just you're moving and you when you're on that locked in schedule and you're doing but it's like i i don't know how i'd ever get out like i'm in the I'm in the space, I'm in the vortex, and there's no way, uh, I, I don't know how that would work out of the vortex. That, it, it just, it doesn't work well. Like, the days that I'm not potting and doing work is just very strange and very alarming, and I just, I can't do it. It's a struggle. You are going to go on a honeymoon, you know. Yep. You're not well, we're doing it after, to... we're doing a spring honeymoon, because... Well, you, you, it doesn't matter, you still won't be allowed to... Yeah, don't, it, it, we, won't, we won't allow you... Hold to on. do that let's not get You're ahead not, of ourselves let's not just make yeah. you've got to prep yourselves for some non-work hours yeah i think please, i hold on i can do. bring some equipment we can, nope, no 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 that's we no, won't that's, be on that's that's the start that's the start of a of 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 your soon-to-be wife's like 
tight 10 minute stand up set where she talks about you recording podcasts. On yeah. Oof. Yeah. So I'm on my honeymoon and my husband decides he just has to take all his podcast shit with him. Well, you know, what's funny about that. So Tennessee play like our wedding days when Tennessee, it, they're playing nobody on that particular Saturday. And we chose that was part of the plan there. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, though, our wedding is going to be in the evening. Like, I think it's probably going to be at six. Okay. And Tennessee plays at 12. And she was like, you probably go. And I'm like, don't give don't tempt me. I can't do that. You cannot tempt me Wait, with like going into day? the stadium. Huh? Who are they playing that day? Akron. Oh yeah, I think you can skip the zips. Yeah, I think I can skip the zips, and I also there's no service in Neyland, so with 100,000 people, so if something is going on, I will not be aware of it for three to three and a half hours. Can't do it. It can wait. I am going to tailgate though. I have decided with the family who's all in town, a lot of UT people, like we're going to watch the game and tailgate, but I have to be ready to get back. It's only 15 minutes away from the venue, so just 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 don't be that guy that shows up with his bride in the in the you know in the tux and the gown and they're taking in a game like that that stuff is just i'm, I'm a bad omen chase it really is hold on let me tell you i'm not doing all that so like i like i said i'm not going in and i'm available <laughs> and i gotta get in and like i'll be back and i'll be ready to go but i was like don't tip me don't let's not even entertain that i can go to this game on saturday like that is not something i can put in my in my wheelhouse i gotta Pretend it's not happening. Just exactly. Eternal sunshine it from your mind. So, Pretend it doesn't exist. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, schedule mm-hmm. for uh, I believe it's uh, the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. And so during your so your wedding is at night, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be missing uh, Michigan State on the road at Washington. Okay, uh, with that. I think, think that could be an interesting ball game. Uh, you would be missing Miami at Texas A and M. Oof, yeah, oof, yeah. But then I think the sneaky good one, mm. ten thirty on Fox. You guys will be in the midst of the um, of the wedding reception. Uh huh. Um, Fresno State at USC. Okay, I think I'll be all so right. You're, so you're you missing can, some intriguing can, stuff throughout. Can you the day. can you record or TiVo? Yes. Or but you know what's funny about way. this, Bob? My dad, I found out, asked the hotel to bring in a TV to their honeymoon night, like the hotel, to watch a college football game at my parents' wedding night. So it uh, that scared me, where I was like, "Oh, it's in my jeans." Yeah, like my dad's over here. Well, don't be that guy, because. <laughs> Oh, 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 here's the thing. A lot of the good stuff is mm-hmm. actually during the day when you would be going from available Newland to mm-hmm. the venue. So you've got uh, BYU at Oregon. That's at three thirty. Okay. Uh, so you, wait at three thirty. Yeah, three thirty. Oh, that's out. I'll be gone by three thirty. Yeah. Yeah, out. and so you've got Georgia Tech and Ole Miss at three thirty. That'll be a blowout. Penn State Auburn three thirty. So while Oof. you're getting ready for the wedding, yeah. You've got a lot of good stuff to you look can, forward to. You can catch some highlights. You can, yeah. I want to do the first look photos. The first look photos with me just having like uh, Auburn, Penn State in the background, like me holding up my phone and or looking behind her. Or if if, yeah. if 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 you if you do it correctly, like one of those candid shots where the photographer, where you you know the photographer is in the room, but mm. you kind of forget, and so you've got like two TVs and you just got your 
feet kicked up, you know, pretty much everything on except the jacket, and you're just taking out a football game. Mm. That that would be that would be a nice a nice shot. There you go. Well, I'm excited. It'll be fun, and uh, it will all work out. So I'm I'm excited, but it is crazy. It's right around the corner. Uh, only a couple months out, guys. Only a couple months out. Um. Well, what's not a couple months out is Robert Silverman. Hey. You know how the balls are back? Hey, Bobby, you know how the the balls are back? People people have been saying, the Knicks might be back, Bob. The Knicks might be back. (sighs) Donovan Mitchell, 93 first-round picks. No R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle included in it. Yeah, we'd be fine here in Knicks land with Julius Randle being sent off to Salt Lake City. Um, (laughs) I don't think Julius Randle Are we talking about this trade? Are we talking about this trade that hasn't happened yet? Yes, we have to talk about this trade. Extremely Gary Oldman in the professional voice. <laughs> everyone trade. Well, not Basically. really everyone. It's just every pick. The Jazz no, are like, the, we don't want anything other than quickly. Tony, via Tony Jones of The Athletic, who is a good, really good jazz beat writer, and also Andy Larson of the Salt Lake City Tribune. Ditto. The initial Danny Ainge offer, which is, this is what Danny Ainge always does. He only makes trades when he is dealing from a perceived position of strength. Mm. What he wanted was of the 11 picks that the Knicks have, which by the way, is the same number of time zones in the old Soviet Union. Think about that. (laughs) Um, He wanted eight, (laughs) eight picks Mm -hmm. plus every quasi interesting young player the Knicks have, except for RJ Barrett, who they don't want because RJ Barrett is going to need to get paid at some point this year. So that's Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Miles McBride, and Quentin Grimes. That's all the interesting guys they have. That was yeah. the initial ask as of Tuesday, according to multiple sources, um, to which the Knicks said, no, that's too much. Um, what do I think about the Donovan Mitchell trade? How can I do this without cussing? <laughs> the but if you want to look, the Knicks can be understood in a lot of ways. They are a punchline for a for many ESPN talking heads and many fans and people on. They are they are the they they are a, they are in a lot of ways the Sacramento Kings, but with money. Oof, um, basically, yes. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast to see Andrew's uh, facial expressions while Bob is doing this soliloquy. Yeah. Continue, Bob. Um, they are, that, that, is one, that is one way to describe them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being a longtime Knicks watcher and Knicks knower, the, really the best way to pin down what they are is they are, um, how can I say this in a PG-13 way? They are star bleepers. Mm. So they're Derek Jeter? Oh, wow. Yeah, but you're not getting a gift basket. <laughs> true. True. Derek Jeter said was, was I'm not just, true. I'm still maintaining that's true. It's too... It's I, still, too I, it absolutely is. I still believe that it's true. There were yeah. photos in the post of the of the gift basket. Yeah, that's just on that. brand. It's just like one of those things where it's like, did you think he was going to say yes at the thing? Why would he ever agree to that being public knowledge that that is yes. something he did? He's never... No, he didn't it. agree to it being public knowledge. Or I mean, no, agree to it being a real thing. Like he would... Ne- There's no positive uh, that want, comes from if that. You're, if you have for some more uh, even ruder Derek Jeter-based love life gossip, just Google... Yeah, yeah, Jeets. Jeets. Oh, I no, I know all about yeah, Jeets. That was a fun, Google, fun time. Yeah, Jeets. 
The blind item. Yeah. I geez. was no, no. I'm not gonna <laughs> discuss it on this podcast. This is a family show. I was yes. trying to I was trying to erase that from my memory. No, it's oh Andrew, it was a great time. No on one Twitter. can forget that. No yeah. one can forget it. Uh, but in any case, the Knicks are the way that the Knicks. No, the Knicks are not Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are the people who sidle up to Derek Jeter at the club, and then don't get taken home with Derek Jeter. Ooh. The Knicks, for twenty years, have been waiting for a star to save the franchise. Mm-hmm. You can then. This has been the case ever since the Patrick Ewing teams or the Patrick Ewing, Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell teams. Uh, lost their mojo and faded off into obscurity. It's mm-hmm. been the case ever since James Dolan bought the team. They have wanted a star. It started back by they traded multiple first-round picks, at least one of which became Gordon Hayward or Stephon Marbury. It goes back to when they traded multiple first-round picks, one of two of whom became Joe Kim Noah and Lamarcus Aldridge for Eddie Curry. Oof. It goes back. Yeah, it was a bad trade. Did they. They, it goes back to signing Amari uh, Stoudemire when his knees were on the precipice of turning to guacamole. It goes back to when they traded the entire farm to Carmelo Anthony. It goes back to offering, uh, you know, it could, then they, it could, like that. When is does what Chris Copeland get in this? Co- where there's cope, there's hope. <laughs> well, I like problem. Chris Copeland. Chris Copeland was a, a very intriguing stretch for before the turn. That was a dark time on knickerblogger.net. That was uh, Yeah, people got mad about giving up Chris Copeland to the Pacers for nothing. Yeah. Chris Copeland was the last big time restriction free agent the Pacers <laughs> time. Bob DeAndre Aiden. But no, that is what they've done. And it's done when they cleared the decks for to hopefully lure in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Who Dude, said no, no. no. You, you had to do the first one. When's, uh, the, when's the first time they did the massive salary dump? When they tried to get Larbon Jam <laughs> and they got snubbed. That is the magnum opus for, for, for me, like watching Nick's Misery. No, oh, yeah. They, they, they did this like six months in advance. And then they, they, two years. Two years. Yeah. Two yeah. years. Two years. Then, they traded the, the they traded they traded their first round pick in two thousand nine, halfway through the season. They just yeah. dumped they used their first round pick, the ninth pick, to dump salary to be able to assign LeBron James as a free agent. Now granted the free agent was Jordan Hill, so it didn't really matter. Of course, the player taking one pick before Jordan Hill was Stephen Curry. But and everyone thought Curry was going to the Knicks. Yeah. Curry thought he was going to the Knicks. Curry did not think he was going to be with the Warriors because, in fact, Monte Ellis came out and said, don't take this guy. I'm the point guard in this town, buddy. But, <laughs> and so nobody thought that the Warriors were going to do it and that everybody expected him to be a Knicks. But, yes, the Knicks have been pining for a star to save the franchise. They have geared their entire organizational philosophy around the idea that this star will come and rescue them. That is what they, they tried building a team for about two years with Donnie Walsh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Dolan butted in and said, no, trade the team for Carmelo Anthony. And since then, everything they have done. And that is why they hired Leon Rose. Because Leon Rose came with the promise that one of his former CAA clients, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, or maybe Donovan Mitchell, would come to the Knicks because of those financial and personal relationships he right. had with, with famous players. So that's what they're, that is the fact that they are going to be willing to give up probably more than what some people would think 
is a fair return for Donovan Mitchell. Should be the surprise of absolutely no one. They have made this plan, ex- if not explicitly clear, they have pretty much, you know, they, 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 they've basically been, they're holding up signs uh, and, and saying that this is what they want to do. It, is fair, it does not require tea leaf reading or Kremlinology to figure out that star bleeping is their basic way of being. But I do love so, that yeah. the Jazz have ruined all of this. Because... I think it's fun that they're doing it for Donovan Mitchell, who, while, you know, talented player, all-star, is yet another 6-1 defensively challenged ball-dominant guard after they just paid $104 million to sign a 6-1 defensively challenged ball-dominant guard. It seems to me a little repetitive, like, say, trading <laughs> for Stephon Marbury and then trading for Steve Francis, a hot player. Yeah. You, you know when you're playing, like, early 2K – and no, you go into the go franchise and you, go, <laughs> and you go into the franchise mode and you're like maybe in year six or seven of it um and and this is back before they actually you know had like all of the ultimate team or my team stuff where basically you had all the microtransactions that would keep you away from doing all the franchise stuff and you would just be all in on like the the franchise and the my league mode and all of that no so i don't know any of that that's you could be speaking Sanskrit yeah. for all so I know. Chase on. gets it, but basically it. it's yes. kind of like, you know, you hit year six or year seven and you just kind of, you kind of forget like what you did to, to accrue all of these assets. And then you start unloading stuff because you can, mm-hmm. and you have the budget to do it. And sometimes you don't even have the budget to do it. And then you, you go a few years later and you're like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. I was pretty wasteful like two or three years ago. Now I gotta now I gotta settle for this or that mm-hmm. or this or that. That's what the Knicks feel like right now. Where it's they're, like look, I gotta pick up another point guard. But do you think there's a plan? Do you think their pl- order of operations no. a month ago was yeah. first sign Brunson, then trade for Mitchell? I, I, I think they. I don't think they weren't exactly sure what Ainge was gonna do. And now that the the shiniest object in their eye has become available. They are going to go grab it and grab it. So but you think if the, they the knew problem, that Mitchell was going to be available, the, they wouldn't have signed Brunson? Maybe not. Maybe not. Hmm. The problem with uh, the problem with the Knicks isn't that they hired a president of the basketball operations who had never run a team before, and his only real perceived value was his ability to get his former clients on board. That's not the problem. Um, the problem is ownership. And I've said this now for both in blog form and in, you know, yelling at, at with friends. And, and Be careful, Bob. This might affect your Nick's press credential. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. Uh, they For 20 decades, I said that the, the problem with the Knicks is that they will never be able to build a winning team while James Dolan owns the team. They can't. They can't. Because yeah. James Dolan cares far more about what Stephen A. Does, Smith does than actually winning. But doesn't and the Rangers he, kind of give you hope? Where he doesn't pay attention to the Rangers. That's what I'm saying is eventually he might not pay attention to the Knicks. Is like no, that's the case. No, 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 it's been 20 years, man. He's, so you think he's always locked it, in? It, it, it's kind he of like not, with the Lakers and the Kings. He, like, he's he knows not, where the bread is buttered. He is not letting this go ever. Not after this much ink has been spilled, not just by me, but by everybody else calling him bad in various ways. Um, and he is a he is a... Uh, he is a bad owner and 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 a worse human being. Um, but which is bad. They, they can't win as long as he's in charge. Look, 
here's what's happening. We've reached the Danny Ainge staring contest portion of this trade negotiation. Welcome, okay. welcome. And Danny Ainge will not fold. He will hold mm. on to what he wants until he gets exactly what he believes is a unequal return. Now, mm. can Leon Rose say, okay, we'll go into the season with the guys we have, enjoy playing with a disgruntled Donovan Mitchell on a, on a 30-win team for, for however long you'd like? Mm. Can Leon Rose do that before the aforementioned James Dillon comes in and says, get him or you're fired? We'll see. I would place the odds on Danny Ainge in this scenario. Uh, I would bet on Danny Ainge being able to hold out longer. Um, that said, like I said, I've given up. The, they cannot build. They, they have, uh, except for those few years when they actually gave Donnie Walsh free reign, they have never actually tried to build a team. And it's not like building a team organically through the draft is somehow morally superior or better to say uh, the Lakers way of just saying everyone wants to say play in LA. So here are the two, two of the best players on the planet. There's no, there's no, there's no right and wrong way to skin a cat here. There are a lot of ways to build a, a good winning team. It's just that I find it more appealing and interesting to root for guys over a series of years. You watch grow and develop you, you form bonds with them. You see their flaws, watching them overcome those flaws. This can be a fulfilling thing, even if it doesn't resolve in the title. It's just more fun. For you were meant to love college football, Bob. You just described why everyone loves college I know, football. I know, but I, I could, but I don't. So it's too late. Hold on. I'm, oh, hold I'm too on. old just... to get hooked on college football. That doesn't matter. But in any case. Come on, Tennessee volunteer, Bob. We can okay. make it happen. No, no, no. no. Uh, we... And I don't like the color scheme. In any case. We, uh, the Knicks are going to do this trade. That is a, that is the Sir Robert Silverman lock of the week. The trade will happen. Oh. It's going to, I don't know when, it might take a month or two, Uh, but it's going to happen. They will overpay. And I'm fine with it, really. But see, I'm that's the mad. problem. Like, are they gonna, do you think the deal will ultimately fine. be more than what Gobert costs? Do you think it'll be more or less? Uh, it's going to be more. Yeah, that's wild because I think that's I think it's gonna be more too because like they kind of back themselves into the corner if you're the Jazz where you're like, look, man, we he is more valuable than Rudy Gobert. To, I think the player who's going to net an underwhelming return is going to be Kevin Durant. Yeah, hmm. I can see that. Well, I think I think people are going to be I think when wherever he ends up, I think people are going to say that's it. Yeah, um, but in any case. Uh, and you know what? It's fine. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is fun to root for. Um, mm. His dad works for the Mets. I mean, how many other NBA players can you name whose father works for the New York Mets? That's, that's Does Buck Showalter have any kids? Not to the he, best he, of my knowledge. He, he got a kid that's a good uh, a good stretch no, no, no. for. Mm. No, no, no. The the when you when you have to deplete your entire uh, all of your future draft picks and maneuverability and young talent to obtain probably at best, like maybe the 25th or tw- or 30th best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You got to do it, especially if their dad works for the Mets. So uh, they're going to do it. And it's fine. It's fun. I'll, I'll like rooting for the, for the, for the, the it's better life. than what it's been, man. It, and at least it's more interesting. It's, and it'll be more interesting and it's yeah. fine. So I never won a title until James Dolan, like chokes on a St. Louis rib. I'm not I, 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 happen, I, I, but that's 
the reality. I do have a question for you, Bob, because I'm fascinated Shoot. by this whole uh, this whole aspect of it trades in the NBA with Durant and Mitchell. There's a team that Danny Ainge could call. You mean the Boston Celtics? No, 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 no. Mm. Okay. There's a team that Danny Ainge could call, but he's got beef with their GM. So I don't know if if either of those two strong-willed people will actually come to the table for something. Which GM Pat is that? Riley. Danny Ainge and Pat Riley cannot stand each other. They oh, is that true? They hate each other. The, the, I didn't know The that. offer that Danny Ainge could put together the, hmm. for – the offer that Riley could put together for Brunson is basically is – For – Sorry, for Brunson, for Mitchell. Okay. They're not going to trade Butler. They're not uh, – no. And so the, the trade is Tyler Hero and his outstanding tattoo. I don't know if you guys saw the Tyler Hero. I have not. Hero yeah, tattoo. it's bad. You remember the no regrets tattoo uh-huh. from? Oh yes, uh, who could forget? That, meet yeah, the, meet the, is that Riff Raff the, from where the Millers? Yeah, oh, okay. It's a guy it's who looks worse. like Riff Raff. Yeah, it's actually worse. It, no, you know, it's not even from where the Millers. It's it's when you get that VC in two K, and mm-hmm. you're a you know you, you you get a tattoo that clearly it when you look at it you're like that's not you. No, that's, no that's not on you. It. It says no checks, which means Tyler Hero only takes PayPal or Venmo, which is a bull. Do you think do you think he'll he's going to be like one of those boxers in the early two thousands that had like the casino have like a temporary <laughs> tattoo of the casino on his back while he's going to his ring while while, while he's going to the boxing ring? Mm. So the best the best offer that the Heat can put together <laughs> is Tyler Hero, uh, Max Struess. And uh, I think because they have a pick that they've already committed, like three first rounders and three pick swaps. Are you saying the for Knicks Mitchell or for it. Kevin Durant? For Mitchell or Durant, either one. Well, I think it's a different package. Like you need different stuff for different guys. For, for Durant, you need to throw in Kyle Lowry. But the actual assets being sent boil down to those picks, Max Struess, you know, quality rotation wing, mm. big, nice big wing, can play some defense, shoot the ball a little, totally cromulent player. And Tyler Hero, who is also about to, the problem with Tyler Hero for a team like Utah when it comes to Mitchell is he will be paid very soon. Yes. And Danny Ainge does not want to pay Tyler Hero four years and $100 million because he wants But I'd be more okay paying RJ Barrett than Tyler Hero. He doesn't want RJ Barrett. Because yeah, there's a, there's gonna a, command more. But I still uh, just I don't know. Like maybe, you're jazz, you're gonna be bad anyway. A, Why are you worried about a, paying RJ Barrett for three years? There was a Jake Fisher story. Not three years, now. No, but I'm saying for three like the that window you, where you're you paying RJ, you you're gonna be bad anyway. Danny Ainge wants young talent under his control, all of whom are making, you know, very little. That's what he wants to build this team. Yeah. He also doesn't want to win games right now. Yeah, but I don't tanking. think R.J. Barrett's flipping that. R.J. Barrett will get you a couple more wins than Ma- than Miles McBride will. Wow, straight. I mean, uh, there's, also the, there's also the story that uh, from Jake Fisher that they pulled. He pulled a bunch of GMs, and the general consensus was is that R.J. Barrett, because he does have the ability and potential to be a strong two-way player. Mm-hmm. He can play defense. He did play it really. He was a good defensive player in 2020, 21. But 
that he is valued more highly than Tyler Hero, and they're both going to command as he should. Salary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Danny Ainge doesn't want anything to do with either of those guys. He's tanking for Wembayana or Scoot Henderson or the Thompson twins. Mm. He figures he has a very high great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold me now. Yes. Hold me if you love me. Hold my heart. Stay with me. <laughs> Won't you stay with me? Okay. A perfect love in harmony. Oh, oh hold me now. Hold me if you love Oh, hold my heart. Can you, can, can you just getting the image of, of them being drafted? Oh, my and, God. And... You know, the Barclays is full of Knicks fans. And they're going to crank some Thompson Twins jams. They're going oh, to crank God. a song that, that very few people in the arena were alive. When I know, but, but but you you already know that it's... it's Google Thompson Twins and Hold Me Now, and it's, mm. a, it's a good sort of post-new wave song. pop hit. It, it is a song. song. Um, so, that's, so he doesn't want to get anyone on the roster... Who will in any way like they're they're Oklahoma Citying it? They are they're they're processing it. They they don't want anyone who's going to be good. So that's why Ainge doesn't want Barrett or Hero in the deal, mm. let alone Julius Randle. Um, so my the Knicks can beat Miami's offer. An offer of two of their young guys, let's say Grimes and McBride. Three unprotected Knicks firsts and the three uh, picks that they picked up on draft night, uh, the the very the, to a varying degree, won't like lottery and high lottery protected picks. That's a fine offer. That's a fair offer to me. Mm. For for again Donovan Mitchell, who has some limitations as a player, has not shown himself to be the kind of guy who can carry a team on a playoff run of any kind was evidently a good defender at Louisville and just turned into a traffic cone when he got in the NBA because they were letting him shoot so much. So we'll see. It's that's that thus ends the Nick chat portion of the pod. It's going to be fine. I've, I, I have gone through all the Kubler Ross dangers and I'm, I, I just, I did a speed run all the way to acceptance. So I'm fine with it. Uh, oh, Andrew, oh, yeah, yes, go ahead. No, I was uh, I was fascinated by um, by my 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 boy Colleague. Sir Robert yeah. uh, and his uh, and his acceptance. I was just thinking of the uh, Danny Ainge trade acceptance stages that I yeah, yeah, yeah. generally go through. So I'm I mean, just like, there, oh. there is a non-zero chance that Danny Ainge will not get what he wants from New York, and will just say, "Fine, let's talk in four months." Hmm. He can oh, do that. Absolutely. Danny Ainge has a long and storied history. We know. Turning down, in fact, good trades because he did not, they were not enough. Like it, the, the one that I keep coming back to is refusing to trade, is wanting to trade four first rounders for Justice Winslow during the draft. Hmm. Yep. Said no. That was hmm. a bad. That would have been a bad trade in retrospect. He walked away. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. When it comes to Kevin Durant, though, I'm very fascinated when it comes to Kevin Durant because I think Kevin Durant every single day. And sorry to interrupt your question, Not but I me. I feel with Kevin Durant in this every day. I would just I would have a dartboard in my room, every room in my house, just throwing it at Rudy Gobert's face. 
Oh, just because he messed up his market and his trade. Oh, he they completely screwed up the market. Like, well, why? Well, what do you think happens? Like, if you're Brooklyn, I mean, it's just so strange to me because of the layers where if you do run it back with these two, you know you're in for another year of hell. Like, even if you're successful, Simmons, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant is not going to be a fun work environment, even if you're winning and you're fun. Like, I I just what, wonder. What, it's going to be hell. It, like, right? It, like, I don't see any way around it regardless. not being hell. You're either going to get the, oh, you're going to get acceptable hell, which is, okay, you've got Ben Simmons and you've got either Kyrie or Kevin back. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the other level of acceptance where it's just Ben. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> we can accept this. But then you've got like the third layer, which is all three of them are back. And it could happen. Can, we, yeah, it feels like we're 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 we we've went from the oh this is okay to okay that's not too bad now we're like in the okay what's going on why are things getting like I think it's only I think it's all three or none I don't think Simmons is around if Kyrie and Kevin are shipped out like I don't think they have any interest in being in that Phoenix can offer right now that they re-signed Aiden which by the way was a a hilarious well, we'll get to Aiden. We'll get to Aiden. That's how we're. That's our last thing. Yes, Jesus Christ, that was um, so is fun. What they can offer? What they can offer? Cam Johnson, Miles Bridges, and I think they need to throw in like either Saric or, or Crowder to make the cap money work. That's just a terrible and trade picks. for Brooklyn. And picks. That's uh, oh, the Marks family making terrible trades. No. No, Marks, he doesn't deserve the, the slander. Marks is Marks is one of the better GMs just because that man won the way where you build with Kenny Atkinson and young guys, getting them out of hell. And then he won where it's like he acquired Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie in a very if short amount of you time. Can, you can make the argument that if during the 2021 playoffs, if, if Kyrie and Harden aren't injured, they make a long they, – they yeah. really – they, make they, they were yeah. up. They were still a toenail away from getting past Milwaukee, even mm-hmm. with that, even with those guys injured. That if they were healthy, then things might have. It, and you know, if not for the black swan event of a once in a gener, once in, once in a millennium, you know, plague hitting and Kyrie, you know, having a very strange response to that. Like there are some things that were out of out of Sean Marks's control, uh, but they might have looked. Every single GM in the league is making the trades that Sean Marks did. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I'm just, I'm at the point where I look at Brooklyn and I'm just like. They're not a team. They're an idea. They're yeah, a branding concept. They're, Nobody actually looks. No one. It's a gimmick to me. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a modern I know a couple of Brooklyn Nets actual fans. And, and as far as I know, they are, net, they are, they're Nets fans who got tired of the Knicks Michigas and went to Brooklyn when they moved to the borough. Did Roth move um, to Brooklyn or uh, like the Brooklyn Nets or is he not a Nets guy anymore? No, he was a New Jersey Nets. That's what I'm saying. Did he make the jump? Is he a... No, no. He is, okay. an, uh, he is a... RIP New Jersey Nets guy. He is an R, He is an unaligned... I think he stopped being like a... He's, he's a Mets fan, but he's mm. not... He doesn't have a basketball team. He's a basketball fan. He is one of those liberated fandom types who just likes watching good <laughs> basketball. Um, I, I'm not going to name names of the Brooklyn Nets fans that I know, okay. but yeah. they, you don't they did, and that's yeah. fine. They, they, there's not 
But there wasn't a mass migration. Even when they made the Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce trade, there wasn't a mass migration. There, it's never had, there's never been a, it takes a while to develop an organic fan base in a city, let alone a city with, that already has a pre-existing team with lots of incredibly stupid and dedicated fans on board. So mm. Memo to the uh, Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Oof. I think the Rams is pretty strong now. It seems like they're the no, Rams are pretty no. strong. Nah. Are they not? Do we not think so? Watch, watch the go back and watch the NFC Championship game. Go well, that's different because that was also it, California in, NFC Championship game, and then Week 17 when they play, or Week 18 when they yeah. played uh, San Francisco at the end of the year, and you're like, what? oh, well, the Niners, yeah. yeah, if you can get down there, like the Niners are gonna, yeah, but but out. the thing is, but the the problem with with LA though was. They the NFL basically abandoned a market for mm-hmm. 25 years and was like, well, you kind of sort of can grow a fan base easy. But those people who stayed, there weren't that many anyway. Um, yeah. And so there, there like, are far more seriously hardcore committed USC fans. Yeah. And there's more USC. NFL, NFL fandom is an easier proposition, I would argue. It's, yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. There are, there are only 16 games. Yeah. You can ignore it till the weekend. You can get involved in all kinds of, you can get involved in DFS again, or just straight up gambling. There are ways to enjoy it that don't require knowing who the third string offensive swing guard tackle is in the way that I think basketball like basketball and baseball requires just it just just because of the number of games it requires a deeper and a longer time commitment you can be you can be a casual NFL liker even of the team in your city with then you can like other sports you can't like just drop in on a Rangers game which I did during the playoff run mm. and really expect to know much of anything about why the team is playing well or why they are I, I do have a question Bob and I feel like you would be able to answer this best because you were talking about the Knicks and or the Nets and branding the fire Nets, away the Nets remind me of a European soccer club yeah that's a where good they idea. have a three to four year window of either league contention or champions league and or champions league contention and they're just kind of going off of that and they build off they 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 set their own own first by a russian and then a chinese oligarch so yeah Yeah. the analogy really doesn't play quite so but it feels like you set a three to five year window and then when you get to when you get to your destination point then you expand off of that and you go further. Some of these European teams end up stretching it a bit, maybe for another seven to 10 years. And then some just kind of just either maintain that or whatever, but it definitely gives off European soccer vibes. When I look at the nets and I'm just like, I don't know if that can transfer to success in the NBA. And I think the problem that I have with how this is working is in some ways you're seeing a lot more of that across the league, which is not good. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, let's, there was a, there was a quote that David Stern, sorry, David Stern, Adam Silver gave uh, during Las Vegas summer league at the annual governor's meeting. 
in which he sort of casually said, I don't like this idea of players asking for trades. Uh, and we're going to look into ways to mitigate that or, li- or in some way instill a couple of guardrails of some kind. He wasn't very specific in his true litigator's voice about how you might be able to stop, say, Kevin Durant coming out and saying, yeah, I signed a four-year contract, but I want out of here. Um, I have a couple of thoughts, and I think that's the European soccer model that you're talking mm-hmm. about, Andrew. Um, my answer to that would be good luck. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I also, I, I'm like, how exactly are you going to, one, it's like, oh, you, you don't want workers to be able to choose their place of employment? I'm sure you, as ownership and management, would very much like to. Well, that's the Draymond thing that. that he put out, but it's like, that's not what anyone's saying. Like that, you can agree with that. It's like, you can be pro player and like understand it, but it's like, well, it's still bad for the fans. It's still bad for the team. It like is, the it sport. Is. It, is bad. it is probably bad for the fans and probably bad for the product. Right. Like, I don't understand why you can't do that. Like where Draymond's like, well, it's a, you just don't want people moving around. You don't want these guys commanding. It's like, no, 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 no. We're okay with all of it. It's just, you also even, have to understand it's bad for fans. That. Beyond that. Yeah. I would argue that the NBA has spent the last decade mm. telling its fans that part and parcel of really getting into NBA basketball was following the game on Twitter, was yeah. making sure you had alerts set up for Woj bombs, and with all the this league stuff, and oh, the NBA is a twenty-four hour league, twenty is a twelve-month, twenty-four-seven league now, and you have to be hip to what's going on in social media. You have to follow all the all the rumors and the gossip and the drama. They sold that to people. Mm-hmm. They made a choice to lean into that because they liked the social media engagement numbers, and they thought that. That was an avenue towards greater profit and greater uh, greater enjoyment in the game from a wider consumer base, both in the mm-hmm. U.S. and I would argue abroad, just yeah. as much as anything else. They made that conscious choice, so it's a little like the you know me sowing, me reaping, me. I'm mm. sorry, Adam Silver, that didn't happen by accident. You and the powers that be took conscious steps. To get to the point where Kevin Durant is making that trade, and that is the main story in the NBA. So, so you paid your money and you made your choice. I'm I, sorry if you regret that choice now and feel like it was wrong. Yeah. You may be right, but is it a well, It's like the one time. It's like it. I hate it. It's like the worst person you know made a good with the owners who are like mad. It's the worst person oh, you know made a good I, point. I cannot wait for the uh, labor negotiations mm-hmm. because basically it feels like this entire summer owners have just been they're they're doing the uh, Ryan from the Office gif where he's basically just writing in a notepad, looking straight at the camera, like mm-hmm. uh huh, uh huh. And don't let the VP at the table start speaking up on anything because, oh, boy, is that going to be fun. Oh, by the way, who's the uh, question of the day, everybody? Mm. Who is the uh, MBA or MBPA or whatever? Uh, MBPA. Right. Yeah. Who, who, who is the VP? Who is the VP of the Kyrie's Atlanta the VP, right? Ding, ding, ding. I'm slamming my buzzer. Okay. Ding. Uh, that would be Chris Paul. Uh, the VP. I was going to yeah. say Chris Paul's president. Yeah, right? Chris Paul's no. president. Who's the yeah, VP? Yeah, VP is Kyrie, isn't he? 
Kyrie Irving Kyrie? is the vice oh, president. Wow. Yeah, I'm wrong, and I didn't even phrase it in the form of a it's question. It's all good. So it's all good. Wrong. It is all good. Um, did you yeah. did you guys see that tweet from from Michelle Roberts the other day? It happened uh-huh. late on Thursday. So oh, nice. What was it? Uh, like Michelle Roberts was talking about how she was. It's a. It, we'll we'll talk about it another. We'll talk about it off the pod. It was okay. It was, it was somewhat telling that it got ignored. In any case, hmm. former former NBPA uh, president Michelle Roberts. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what her role is. I forget her title. Um, I, I've enjoyed the player empowerment era, but at the same time, it feels like it's just it's become out of control. Well, it's also just like I wish we could have an honest conversation where they're making up these inc- like they're starting arguments like the straw man stuff where Draymond had a straw man argument and like Kevin Durant. Like if I wish we could just have an understand like let them have a one on one conversation with a fan who is like, hey. We are like I, I think by and large the majority of fans side with the players and they're like hey we want you to be happy we want you to be able to go like we understand like in our personal lives we want to be able to go where we want to go and like we understand that part of it. However, I think the, I think by and large I think most. I agree with your police work there, Lou. But go on. I, I that's what I think when I talk to folks about it and people like I. I get the sense that they're okay with it because I, I equated a lot to college football because the portal has been a thing for a couple of years now and college football fans, they're like, yeah, we love these guys and we want them to do well. We want them like, but the, speaking to what you were saying, Bob, where you're like, it feels better when you have your own guy and you develop him and you get to it, be attached to him for years. Like Steph Curry being a warrior this whole time and clay and Draymond, like for, I think that's what's interesting about Draymond saying what he did, where it's like, you there's value to you being on the Golden State Warriors this whole time. And like that, you are a legend forever in Golden State because you're doing that. So there's a difference where those fans, part of the reason that it's just been so special and part of the reason Golden State is so cool for a lot of folks is it's like these homegrown stars that you drafted and developed who they did, so much. They, they did it the right way, trade right. They built a team the right way. They made smart draft picks. The, and that will always be more popular and something that fans want rather than just trading for a guy and head, like the Raptors. I'm sure the fans are like, look, we had a great run with Ka- uh, Kawhi. That was cool. We won a title banners forever. But when people dunk on the Raptors fans who are like, you wouldn't give up Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant for a title. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, if Scotty Barnes is a all NBA first teamer at some point, it is way more fun to develop Scotty Barnes over five to seven years and see what happens versus one to two years of just being stressed to the max with Kevin Durant and then have to start all over again. But that's the instant gratification that, God, I feel like I hate being the old man in this, but like the back half of millennials and Gen Z truly have this instant like, I need this now. It's this yeah. microwave. I, 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 look, I, 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 but, I think but, that's yeah. universal. I think you can you can scratch a couple of boomers who would be exactly yeah. who, who want that exactly. But to, but to I don't really fair, want to scratch any boomers. But, yeah, okay, don't scratch any boomers don't, don't, don't scratch any But I, I do have a feeling that in some way, the way the league has been put together now mm. – you need if you if you are in position to create a championship window, whether that's three to five years. Low Low had a good Low, Zach Lowe had a good story about this in his column. Um, yeah. He he wrote about how that there was this idea 
that in fact it was the the Kevin Garnett Paul Pierce trade in which everyone said, okay, you cannot do that mm-hmm. without the risk of permanently kneecapping your franchise. You cannot right. give away gobs of unprotected picks because you just don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, that seems to have that that kind of that philosophy that you know uh, that. Um, bright shining red alarm that you can't do that that seems to be by the wayside everyone is saying actually no just take all the picks and we'll figure it out we would rather figure out a way to have a two to three year window where if the depending on the breaks depending on how the ball rolls we can win a title in that era and if it means we're destitute free for uh there's a long fallow period out of after that so be it the risk reward calculus is now towards just saying we will go for it in that you do that you can in fact pay for that star to now at the risk of whatever comes next and the your Atlanta Hawks were mentioned Chase mm-hmm. because they have a one star they had one good run in the playoffs and they have given up they gave up a lot for DeJounte Murray who while excellent player on a team friendly contract right now there's a non-zero chance that if he decides in a year or so, actually, I don't like playing with Trey Young and I don't like living in Atlanta or whatever, he says, I got to go. Well, I think we get two. I think it's two years. And it's also like, if it doesn't work with him and Trey anyway, Trey's no, out too. No, you don't get two years. You, I get, think you get one. Two. I think he could, well, the risk is he could say that whenever he wants. True. I just think it's a two-year experiment. That my gut tells me it's a two-year experiment, and if it doesn't go well, Trey's out too. Like both are gone, and you're starting over anyway. Because right, that's what Lowe was writing about. Yeah. That every single team is making this one. Well, there is no that you cannot do the Warriors thing anymore of slowly building a team. Over which is bad for the sport. Well, I think you can. Is, like it just you have to have the right owner. Like the Thunder are doing it. The or Thunder, at least that, or at least that there's there are ownership groups that believe you cannot do that. I mean, right. clearly, clearly Oklahoma City is doing it. Oklahoma yeah. City, by the way, is going to be a problem, as they say, as the kids say, in a year or two. Chet, Chet is the real deal. I was wrong about oh, Chet. Oh, here we go. Chet I'm is, I am a believer in Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Chet. I was so wrong. You know how all those times I said, no, nah, I don't know, he's, he's built like a Giacometti sculpture, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to work? Check. <laughs> okay, so I, I do have a question. Yes, Andrew. So okay, so the Warriors, mm. they yeah. basically did it organically. They're the last true quote unquote dynasty to do this organically. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee did. Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. No, Milwaukee for... still traded for Drew. Like you still that gave. Was a... the, that's that's the cal- that's what the calculus is. But yeah. you build all the like just like Andre Iguodala was the final piece of the Warriors puzzle. Yeah. Drew, so and I, they traded, they had to trade two first round draft picks to free up mm-hmm. the cap space to get him. Drew Holiday cost five, yeah. I think, or maybe four, but a lot more, more picks than you would expect for Drew Holiday. And that was the final. Well, we piece also should throw out Andrew's team, the Celtics. I mean, well, Jalen yeah, Brown so, and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart are all homegrown guys. So, so this, so this is my question. Homegrown. And I've said this, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the pod, and I've said it on social media, but people get upset when you say this. Mm. The What the Warriors did, yes, they were the last team to kind of have 
unlimited success with with this method Mm. building through the draft but also they've had some of the in my lifetime some of the greatest luck of any sports franchise in terms of all keeping guys healthy. All champions are required to have luck. Well, no, no, I'm not, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I feel like we all like it's viewed as this like the stars had to align, things had to open up for them to not only create this but also extend their success for as long as they that's have. What, that's the same thing. Well, they also lucked out in an ownership group that actually is like, I'm about paying the luxury tax life for as long as humanly possible. Like that is because something they are, they are making. They can afford it. They can all afford the luxury tax. They well, they can, but they, he does it. Like what I'm saying is he's, he does it. Okay. But it's not a question of, it's not like they're, they're sitting there like with a, with a, with an old timey accountant with a green <laughs> visor and the armbands and he's mashing buttons on a calculator and we're like, sorry, I, I, we can't I have afford the green it. visor they over can, here, Bob. Uh, what? You do? I have the green visor like, over here, Bob. Why are you, why are you not? Rec- yeah, what is? I'm right? joking. Oh, I was really excited about that. <laughs> on, a, on a side note, uh, years ago when my, when the theater company I was in was trying to get nonprofit status, it was my job. I don't know why. They put me in charge of applying for 5013C nonprofit tax. Oh, I've been, I've been there. Yeah, it's a, it's it's not that I worked hard. in a nonprofit it's, for a couple of years. Yeah, so. it's not that, it's not a very difficult process. You just got to convince, it, it's, it's a thing in any case. So, but the first time we got rejected for nonprofit status, we set off some red flags. We weren't sure what they are. We were broke and dumb kids. So we asked my dad's accountant, who's a man named Ernie Wilkins, who looked like C3 and, and acted like sort of C3PO made flesh, except with the voice from a 1940s screwball comedy. Okay. Like I've he never heard saying, of anyone described as a C3PO type, but uh, continue. He, he, he said to me, he's like, He's going to say, Bob, I don't understand why you want this life in the theater. It doesn't make any sense to me. I look at you and I see an exterminator. <laughs> Good money in extermination. My kids, my cousin's kids got the ear, doesn't he? He has a Porsche, keeps the, keeps the equipment in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he would go on to be like, he used to, he used to work for a big accounting firm. In this case, mm. Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed. Uh, you accounting fans on the pod will know of the... <laughs> Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed for the sit there and go, oh, Bob, Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed, Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed. I remember walking out of the main floor, see a team full of accountants, all men. That's when it, that's what life used to be like. I miss those days. It was really very exciting working with Ernie Hughes on getting nonprofit status. And you could, he is the type who would have worn a green plastic visor in the armband, but instead mm. he talked like, he talked like a stock comedic character from a from a, a Howard Hawks film. Um, but I don't know how I got digressed. I don't know how he digressed into the world of accounting. But uh, in any case, yes, they can all afford the luxury tax. Is what I mean. To say, if yes. they wanted not to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Ooh. I guess I'm just. Kind of, I, I guess I'm just like. We all want to, you know, like a lot of things have to go your way. Like a lot of bounces have to go your way to, to not only maintain success or to not only get success in the NBA, but sustain it. And I don't know. I get, I feel like people aren't as teams aren't as patient anymore. And it's no. like, dude, you, you, it's, but, it, but for me, I guess it's like you can afford to be patient. 
you aren't that it's like you aren't that guy right now like for, <laughs> like and, and i'm not trying to be you know they, for example they, they can afford to be patient but like the which is i think part and like Tim Connolly got a reputation for like running the Denver Nuggets as being a shrewd front office person with the time to invest in draft picks, make good picks when he got them, built out a developmental staff capable of, of helping them achieve their greatest personal successes. And, and he goes to Minnesota and immediately, you know, puts everything on red and then just is like, you know, like go, he 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 just shoves all his chips into the table, which was not expected when he got hired. Mm. I think these guys know that they don't have that window, and so whether they might prefer a different, more of a slow burn team building strategy, mm. that's just not the lay of the land right now. I just think it's just the ownership groups where it will ta- it will change it. It might take someone else to do it. Like if the Thunder it pans out that way, then maybe. That get, I mean the the Rockets are trying it now. We'll see what happens with them. The Rockets, have a, the Rockets have a very cool, fun team right mm. now. The, the, Detroit's doing it. Right Detroit's here. doing Detroit it. Detroit is doing it. Orlando's doing it. We'll see. I mean, I, <laughs> Orlando's doing, trying. Uh, yeah. Orlando's been doing that for a while. They have. This yeah. slow burn has gone for nearly. Like, they, I'm pretty sure they, this slow they, burn is 13 I years mean, old. Look, now. Franz Wagner from Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. Franz looks like he's a really nice player. I still think that Jalen Suggs, if he gets his shot, the kinks in his shot worked out, can be a can be a quality guard. Um, everyone likes Bancaro. Everyone mm. sort of has come to the post summer league conclusion, ha ha, that mm-hmm. that was the correct choice. Number he's league. got that dog in him. He's he got that dog, dog in, in him. him. You know who has that dog in him though? Mm. It's a small dog because there's just not really room for him to fit much more than a very small dog. Ooh. Ooh. Chet Holmgren has that dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that that became people a are thing. Saying, uh, people are saying he's got that dog in him, and then the 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 meme. Him and Toku the- could go to a Halloween costume party dressed as the number eleven. Um, wow. you know what? I, I'll say this: I'm interested in seeing what Chet does in maybe the first two or three months of the season. Uh, because I, I do think that there we've got. I reserve the right to backtrack on all of this, by the way. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I was going to say because like the tapes the are forever, Bob. Of the season, uh, you know, where he's actually going to be seeing guys who you know who who, who aren't in, so who don't need summer league. Um, I, I do. I, I, I was hope, fascinated. Kenny Lofton finds a place in the league. We, we Kenny, really Kenny, need more. Kenny Lofton and Chet Holmgren going at it. That, that was, was delightful. Just, that was the highlight of my summer league. That was a delightful, delightful one-on-one. I love that. We were talking Aiden now. Let's start. Let's start DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap Aiden. on Aiden. So the Suns match the offer sheet for the Pacers. The Pacers clear a bunch of cap space for DeAndre Aiden. Now have a lot of cap space uh, to pay somebody or be a part of a three-teamer, maybe for Kevin Durant or something, because they can absorb some bad contracts now. Um, maybe that's their home for Russell Westbrook for a year. I don't know. I think the Pacers are in such a weird spot now, and I thought it was a weird fit anyway to bring in Aiton. And no, then... I like that. I like bringing in Aiton. The Pacers aren't going to get a player of that ability unless they draft them in, in any other circumstance. I, I absolutely get that. I just Aiton am not an Aiton guy. Maybe that's just part of it. It's just... you can. That is also a valid take. 
have, like I'm not getting I, in the Aiton business. I understand not everybody can be Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid as a big, but it's like if they're not that, I think I'm just in the unless I, you're like a Bam type, which Anyeka and Kongwu is, where you can maybe see them being. I a, agree. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I, I was the one. There was supposedly there was an offer that was presented to the Knicks. Uh, speaking of the Knicks. Of, of Mitchell of a deal being centered around Mitch Robinson and three firsts for Donovan Mitchell. And I would have done mm. that. I just don't th- look uh, Mitchell Robinson is on a descending contract. So his, it's not a bad deal. Really. It's, it's a, for a player of his ability and skill set. it's a perfectly fine contract. I mm. just, I think they could have gotten along. I think upgrading his, the value that he adds over, Isaiah Hartenstein and uh, Jericho Sims is marginal. Speaking of which, I mean, like, there's the problem. Like, I, I, I talk all this talk about wanting to, like, root for players and watch them grow. And, like, Mitchell Robinson was a late second round, it was an early second round flyer. And now he is a legit starting center in the league. He's been a Nick for four years. He, and so, in theory, if I was maintaining logical consistency, I would say, yes, you have to sign Mitch Robinson. I, I dig Mitch Robinson. Now he's a Nick for – he'll be an eight-year Nick. That's great. But, no, look at me. I, I, I immediately turn into Kevin Pelton and I start – Twitter ruins you, Bob. It's not Twitter. It's, it's that, like – It ruins all of us. It's that, it's that pro sports for 30 years has taught us all to – Revere the, the guy in the khakis and the half zip fleece. Yes. Hold on. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. I love a good quarter zip, and it's not a half zip. We're team quarter zip, and there's nothing wrong with khakis, Bob. Quarter zip fleece and the khakis. It's taught, fleeces are good. Have taught, you worn a fleece? It's, no. It's taught fans <laughs> to relate to ownership and management and track ownership and management and track their moves like that terrible money ball movie and oh it's a bad movie it's not a a bad movie it's a it's a god awful movie it's 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 one of the most it is one it's just there there are a lot of things that are straight up i'm sorry you cannot claim that you are building a team with with the island of misfit toys while you've still got barry zito mike Mulder. And, and Mark Mulder, Jim, Mark Mulder, and, and Hudson on staff, and your shortstop and third base combo is Chavez and Tejada. You had in a lot prime. of stars in their prime. You had a lot of stars. You went Jermaine to Die in his prime. Right. Jermaine right. Die. That is a name the I've thing, got the, the only thing that they lost was was Jason Giambi, and they managed to to make up for him because they, they lost, were brokies. Yeah, Damon was overrated. They lost Isringhausen and immediately traded for Billy Coke. The, all they lost, like, it's not a heroic tale of, of underdogs achieving against all odds when you lost one guy and won one more game than you did the year before. I'm sorry. Mm. Also, it's not funny when Brad Pitt keeps eating things in scenes. You did it. It's, that, that, that's his gimmick. It's tired. It's played out. Find a new, <laughs> find a new bit. Find a new gimmick. So you, you want to see you're gonna see last train to Tokyo? No. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. No. Mm. 
did you Sorry. watch that movie, Bob, or did you go into it thinking, "Oh, this could be a decent movie"? I didn't. I didn't watch it in theaters. I saw it when it came on cable. I read the Michael Lewis book. It's a good book. Yeah, the book. Um, is, the book is very good. Yeah, Michael Lewis writes good sports books. I read the book. Khaleesi's not a fan. I watched. I watched the movie and I thought, this, this, this class conscious love letter to middle management made me want to ralph. Yeah. In our review of Moneyball. There you go. Hello, well, Bob. Um, we okay. Here's what we'll do to wrap up here. So two minute <laughs> takes on Aiden. Bob, what do you? You're you first, and then Andrew. Two minutes. There you go. Bob, you're first. Two minute take on on Aiden. Back to the Suns. Okay. Uh, my two minute take is this: is that the the, the Suns spent better part of a year and a half dragging DeAndre Aiden and making it clear they did not think he was worth the amount of money he is going to be paid. And yet they still managed to come out of it with a four-year contract. They don't have two designated rookie players on their, on their roster. It allows them greater flexibility. Uh, I, I don't think DeAndre Ayton is long for Phoenix, but it would have been absolutely criminal to let him walk for nothing now. Mm-hmm. I think they, got, they have another year in which Chris Paul is still at or near his prime to make a run for it, and then they're going to deal with, with shipping him out. I would not get... I would not get too attached to DeAndre Ayton, Suns fans. He'll be playing hmm. elsewhere soon enough. Um, it's fun, though. I like that Ayton-Paul-Booker team. I think that's a good, cool, fun team to root for. And, you know, the the, the chance that, that once again Chris Paul will defecate in bed during the playoffs is always a fun thing to look forward to. Oh, wow. Andrew, what about you? I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> because it, it was just saga it, was too it, grueling and it, too hard on your it was, heart. well because it, it went from okay are we going to include him in a deal to get Kevin Durant and at Bob as you said they basically but Brooklyn did didn't want him either yeah but it was like it was basically a year and a half of hey yeah you're hey you you stay in shape big fella we believe in you while at the same time and in the same breath, they're like, okay, what can we get for this guy? Um, yeah, I'm just glad it's over. He's not long for uh, Phoenix. Like You're downtown Tempe. I'm just, I'm over it. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? I don't care. It's the same with Kevin Durant. Just make a deal. I'm tired of the posturing. Same with Kyrie Irving. Like, just if, if we can do tra- if we can, seriously if we could do transfer windows in the NBA. Ooh. Oh dear God, that would. You got to make a deal over these two weeks, or it's over, and we're well, moving forward. Yeah. Well, and it's because you're just you're just dragging. But that's the whole point: stuff. is to drag it out, and it's it going every day. It, it's we're, to we're, drag stuff on, and it's just so it's a it's honestly it's just very annoying because you want to move on, you want to get to other stages of the NBA season, but you've got all of these things that are still stuck out there in the water, and it feels like nobody has the capital or can afford the capital to make these moves. But they, but people know. Oh, we need to make these moves anyway. My two minutes is probably up. I don't care. I'm just over it. Just make a decision and just move on. Okay, I'm go. good. I I'll say I'm on this. Calm, all I think is I it, 
the one part of the Aiton and Pacers thing was like I would have loved to see Miles Turner in Phoenix. That would have made a lot of sense, and I actually think they would have been a better I mean, team with Miles like Turner. Miles Turner would have been good. Nobody likes Miles nobody Turner. likes Miles Turner. It seems everyone wants yeah. him gone. Well, he he would have been great in Boston, but uh, he still would be great in Boston. But they they went for Malcolm Brogdon instead. Well, yeah. no, you don't have the room now with Robert Williams being a really good player, and, and that's the they, thing. Like they, the they, emergence. They, the emergence of Robert Williams. And I, can... I, he, he, Malcolm Turner, uh, Miles Turner, in theory, would have been a better version of what of what Horford is giving them now. He slots in quite neatly in that Boston rotation. But if they went for Brogdon, which makes a lot of sense too. Look, Boston is Boston is the is the presumptive favorite in the Eastern Conference for next season. Oh God, they, I uh, hope so. They are. It's going to be bought like Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, Philly did a nice job retooling, so it depends on what what version of hate, of Harden you get next year. But those are the three heavyweights, and then Miami in the East, depending on what Miami does. But Boston, I still think is the best team. I think they're better than I, Milwaukee. I do wonder. I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East. I, I, I do wonder, like a month from now, are we getting? Uh, so it's what the fifteenth or fourteenth, sixteenth. Sixteenth, August August sixteenth. Where is, is Kevin Durant still a member of the Nets? Yes, I think so too. I'm gonna say no. I think this is. It's just gonna surprise us that they both end up being shipped out in the next month. I don't think this drags on. Do you think it's gonna be one of those things where where it's just kind of like everything in terms of nobody's kind of paying attention to it and then it gets dropped because it feels like we're just yeah. all waiting on it to happen and we're all waiting I for the like there are a limited out. number of places i mean maybe it'll be a surprise team but there aren't there isn't a natural fit now that the eight and deal has been consummated yeah i just think joe size like hey he gets closer to training game. he's like i this is not happening we're not he's like it back this guy this. is still here yeah this is not happening he's out of here like i i'm not doing this again did you see the thing that Russell Westbrook's now ex-agent posted. That was savage. Oh, did he yeah. post something? I didn't see it. He didn't I'll post it. He gave an on-the-record interview in which was he, it with Woj? No, I think it's with, uh, I think it was with the. I forget which outlet. It wasn't yeah. one of the scoopmeisters, and it wasn't just a post on Twitter. He went on record in an interview. Now that Russell Westbrook has dished him and said, like, basically, I did everything to put you exactly where you wanted to be in your career. Now you want out of LA. You're wrong. You fired me. You should just shut up and play there. It's a really, it's a really remarkable thing I, for I, an I, agent I, to say in yeah. public. It I saw that not, last night. Not like, normal. Oh it is not a normal. I mean, the basic implication is this is your last deal. You have one year to fix it and repair your reputation in the NBA. But I'm out. Well, I'm done with it. And then, and then you have not my LeBron. problem anymore. And then you had LeBron basically saying, you know, I care. A lot of people care around here, but you know, it's 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 hard to sleep at night when there's other people who aren't caring. I don't know who he was pointing that at, but of course, you know, NBA Twitter is going to just quickly assume because it's those Westbrook. two didn't interact at summer league. Yeah, they, they that it was about Westbrook. I think Westbrook, it ends. I think he goes down the Carmelo path next year where this contract's over and then he get he finds out what the market is for him next year and nobody is biting at what his What the num- agents seem to be insinuating is that yeah. after this is, 
that after this contract is over, no one is taking a flyer at the vet minimum on Russell Westbrook. Well, that's that's a possibility. Russell Westbrook, this could be it for his career. It's kind of like the Allen Iverson thing too, where it was just over. Where and he's just like, hopping oh, around. He was, he was, but like, I, I don't know if Russell Westbrook is as washed as Iverson was in those last, like, Detroit. But he wasn't old. Iverson was years. what? No, 30? he wasn't old, but he had run, he, nobody ran his, ran, like, no one ran himself more ragged both on and off the court than Allen Iverson. Like, Allen Iverson burned his ability out. Like, Russell Westbrook, yeah. in theory, he was 34 the last time time. he played 24 games. And the last time he played 50, he played that Detroit year. I mean, Uh, look, Mello Mello is now solid veteran bench presence Mello. And everyone is fine. Like, Mello will find a team when the the musical chairs, like, game ends. Mello will find a team. Iverson was playing 42 minutes a night for that Denver year where he was an all- Yeah. That's insane. Iverson is 5'11". And he was playing nearly was, 44 minutes a game for 12 years in a row. Game. And he was also having a lot of fun when the buzzer sounded. Hey, and, ever since and my guy, all-time favorite ragged. player. Had the posters, got me into basketball Everybody, as a child. Everyone's my dude. I, I was not that. a huge – during Iverson's peak in the early 2000s, I was not really watching a lot of – I mean, you know, still a fan, but I wasn't mm. watching a lot of – that's uh that's somebody that's one of the scoop meisters yeah clearly that's that's clearly scott boris telling me about uh, (laughs) there you go um bob yeah what do you got for us anything public coming out this week for the daily beast you like before you go no not this week okay soon uh keep 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 an eye on these pages something soon will be coming soon i think we'll see oh breaking news juan soto rejects 440 million dollar offer nationals will now trade him what wow ken rosenthal just tweeted this what wait what juan soto is getting traded this summer maybe that was scott boris god wow so where would he end up going because my team with the new york yankees because new york yankees I was going to say, my team is Dodgers. basically just a bunch, of, uh, yeah. a bunch of unvaccinated guys who suck. So um, Kansas yay. City had like 10 uh, who didn't go yeah, to that was, yeah, that was, uh, the Royals. Did, the Royals yeah. had yeah, Andrew Benedendi caught himself a chance to get getting traded to a contender. Well, <laughs> him, him and Whit Merrifield might have might have blown some serious cash. Yeah, oh. um, that's a shame. Wow, I wonder what the, the bidding war between the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Dodgers and the Yankees. Yeah, because it's like it's got to be only those couple teams. Like no one's paying five hundred million Diego. for this guy. San yeah. Diego, could San Diego might. San Diego's might, already got a bunch of money tied up. Like San Diego's spent a lot. They're gonna like, go all in. You San Diego, Boston, you guys, maybe hasn't done Boston, that before. Boston I don't think Boston will do it. It's got to be somebody who's either contending for a World Series or can go from wild card to, oh. Soto. We can, well, it's we a combination of contending and also history. having the farm, like the farm guys it's to do it. Contending, farm guys, and money. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a... It's literally Houston, Dodgers, and Houston, Yankees. Houston, Dodgers, probably. Yankees, also the Mets. Yeah. Uh, yeah I just don't think they'll trade in division. Money. I don't think they're going to trade him in the division. Yeah. I don't they're think. not going to trade him in the division. The Braves, on the offer, no. maybe. The Braves are not going to do it. The Braves are actually not absolutely not doing it. No, no. I could see Houston. Do, I could see Houston doing it. Yeah, Houston could do it. 
There's only a couple of teams that can do it. Texas might be able to. They just spent all that money on. Yeah, and they might just keep it going. Like, I don't know how much money Texas is willing to pour in here. Yeah, and I don't know what Texas is going to do. Like, it's either got to be the Dodgers, Yankees, or Astros. Dodgers, Yankees, Astros is pretty much the market. Yep. I'm trying to think if there's any. Is there anyone we're forgetting? I mean, or or somebody who could the Cubs could if they were like we're a big market and we should and well, they like the Cubs well, should be in the conversation. And the thing but they're is, now the Cubs are still in are still in salary know, cap hell. Mode. Yeah, they're, no, they're in process mode. Well, um, yeah. but I, I think you also got to look at um, and the Ricketts you know, family is not known for giving out half a billion dollars. Yeah, well, if it's no, unless no. it's too. I feel vindicated because I was saying also like all year this I feel so vindicated. F- friend of the pod, Fangraph John Taylor and I. We're talking about this, and we, it was one of those things where I was telling folks, where I was like, Juan Soto, when he came in, and we're playing the Nationals this weekend, he seemed so miserable. This miserable. Year. He looked. He has he more walks and hits hitting. this year. He is not be every time he stepped up the plate. His he's just like a giant flashing thought bubble was, was right over his head. There's no protection for him, so everyone's pitching around him. Everyone's pitching around him. now. But it's it's because they're pitching around him. They're not throwing him anything. So he, imagine 162 games where you have no protection in the lineup. for him because they got... I was going to say, it's maybe the White Sox, but no. No, the White Sox. Reinsdorf is not doing that. No, they, well, yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of teams that could be, that, that could go from, if the if you add Juan Soto, you go from wild card to yeah, yeah. wild card contender to league championship series contender and beyond. Because I think if you're a league championship, but you gotta you gotta look at ownership. You you gotta start with oh, ownership. You gotta, yeah, you gotta look at ownership and they have the money. The Cardinals, God, they never have before. I was gonna but, say like I don't know. That'd be a big swing for St. Louis first. I, I love do. Juan Soto too much to go to baseball hell. <laughs> Best fans in baseball. The wild card might be Good Arizona, mark. where they've done stuff like this in the past, that. and they have the prospect capital, where they're kind of I, in the middle, where I could I see can it. See um, all right, Andrew, anything Detroit Free Press wow. this week? Uh, it's kind of a week off for us because of uh, baseball, you know, all star break. So we get a bit of a respite, but then uh, after that, training camp and. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, and then uh, both Michigan, Michigan State are. What's uh, Akil Badu? All I heard last year was Akil Badu. Akil Badu. So Akil Badu actually back with the uh, back with the Tigers. He was he was sent back up. He spent a little right. time in. Uh, I think he's from Atlanta. Isn't he, isn't he the one from Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, Am I misremembering that? I don't. Oh, know. one last thing. Yeah. Ha ha! Suck it, Chase. Mets took two out of three from the Braves. Ha ha! Enough. Suck it. All right. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Andrew, that's <laughs> is that the is that the first mute on this? <laughs> that's the podcast. first mute I've ever used on this podcast. <laughs> poor poor Bob. And then it was back. Bob Silverman, Andrew Hammond, always a pleasure. I will talk to y'all next week. All right, that'll do it for. Uh, the Sunday, July 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Notes Podcast. Thank you, as always, for making the Chase Notes Podcast part of your daily listen wherever and however you listen to the Chase Notes Podcast. I greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, love to hear from you guys. Email the program at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at me at chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. And then as always, you can read all my sports writing over at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Sportsrenaissanceman, that's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com dot com check that out today and become a subscriber if you're not already type in your email that easy that simple and of course if you enjoyed today's episode and you've not already done so and you're an apple podcast or spotify listener make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify it helps other people find the show and it helps this show continue to grow all right new episode tomorrow yeah every day new content here on the feed uncle Derek, how'd i do Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.